It's time for a cup of Joe. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Cup of Joe podcast. My name is Joe. I'll be your host. Happy Pride Month, everybody. I know it's the final week of Pride right now, but still, hope you've been uh, hope you've been having a great time. Hope you've been celebrating. And in honor of Pride Month, we're going to be talking about a couple artists representing the LGBT community and the effect that they've had on those audiences. Um, an incredible announcement from an internet icon. But first, I wanted to talk about what it means to be an ally in the LGBTQ plus community. So recently, I stumbled across this account on Instagram for a non-for-profit organization here in Toronto called The 519. They're an incredible organization that really focuses on providing resources such as counseling services, queer parenting resources, numerous support groups, and so much more. They also offer free workspaces for individuals or groups to meet up and collaborate in a judgment-free environment that really is meant to celebrate one another and really help promote those ideals on inclusion, understanding, and most of all, respect. With it being Pride Month, over on the 519's Instagram, they posted some pretty important terminology, uh, their definitions, and how they relate to the LGBTQ2S community and beyond. One of the most powerful terms I think that they had, and one that I find incredibly important, was ally. The 519 defined an ally as a person who works to end a form of oppression that gives them privilege. Allies listen to and are guided by communities and individuals affected by oppression. After taking a read-through of that post a few times, I couldn't help but reflect on my own actions and just the actions of those around me and really thought, am I doing the best that I can to be an ally for the LGBTQ2S community? And if I'm being honest, no, I don't think that I have. And that's really hard to say, but it's the truth. Pride Month is an incredibly important time where we should be celebrating one another, celebrating love and passion, inclusivity, just allowing one another to be unapologetically who we are and who we always felt we should be without any stigma or criticisms, as well as a time to reflect on how we ourselves have been treating one another and identifying any of those discriminatory actions or harmful feelings that we've been harboring towards one another. And it's difficult to call yourself out on that, especially when you think you've been helpful and inclusive. But we do need to be honest with ourselves and make those adjustments to truly be the allies we believe ourselves to be. Personally, I've always thought of myself to be an ally after having you know, different members of my friends and family come out and learning their struggles with coming out to family and certain friend groups. I never wanted them to feel like they meant anything less to me or, 
or felt like something lesser to those around us because they aren't. It's incredibly important to actively listen and use compassion and empathy to try and understand the potential struggle someone is going through, just trying to understand who they are. And as important as that is, that's only part of what it takes to be an ally. How we speak, how we interact with those outside of the LGBT community, educating those who might be using offensive language and terminology, and even challenging those uh, who, who might be close to us, who might be oppressing those within that community. Like I said, personally, those are all areas I know I can improve upon, and my goal moving forward is to make a more conscientious decision to be more vocal for my friends and for my family and for all of those in the LGBTQ2S community. We're all human beings who love, laugh, cry, and bleed. The last thing we need is for the ignorance and unjust entitlement of others to be oppressing one another over something like who we choose to love or how we choose to express ourselves. I want to say thank you to the 519 for all the work that you do. If you know of anyone who is looking for help or a safe space built for inclusion, I highly recommend uh, you send them over to their website, the519.org. Also, check out their Instagram profile. It is at the519. It is incredibly difficult to come out to friends and family, but the added pressure of having to come out to the entire internet has got to be a whole other level of pressure and anxiety that I honestly can't even fathom. Let me fill you in on what I'm talking about here. Now, you may or may not be familiar with a group of internet personalities known as the Try Guys. Eugene, Keith, Ned, and Zach are a team of guys from BuzzFeed who go out and just try different tasks, like trying to make gourmet baked goods without a recipe. Uh, They've tried on these pregnancy bellies so that they can experience what it's like to be with child. They've even also tried dressing up in drag for the first time. They have over 1 million followers on Instagram, over 6 million subscribers on YouTube. Not sure how many subscribers they have for their podcast, but they got a podcast too. The, The whole point is, These guys are huge internet icons. Up until last week, Eugene Lee Yang, he's kind of the group's athletic, outgoing, cool guy. Um, He's alluded to being queer in past videos, but just this past week, in honor of it being the month of pride, he released a very intimate, heartbreaking, yet beautiful video coming out and announcing that he's gay. It's his story from when he was growing up to right now, realizing who he is, the struggles he's gone through with friends and family, learning about his sexuality, and sharing that through this beautifully choreographed dance routine that uh, he actually choreographed himself, along with directing, writing, and producing the whole video. It's incredible. I've been lucky to have had close friends share with me their coming out stories to their families and no matter how accepting or not their parents and siblings might have been 
it's a very nerve-wracking experience and it's a lot of stress that people carry around with them and that's just for any normal person on the street imagine having to come out to your friends and family and go through all that then years later still feel like you're harboring this secret from millions of unknown people who just adore you and finally you let them in on this intimate part of who you are that is absolutely terrifying and it takes such a strong person to be able to do that now i've watched eugene's coming out video a few times now and honestly with each viewing i feel like i keep learning more about him and his story and just how incredible of a dancer this guy is like seriously just as a creative person to use this platform as a way to come out like that it is mind-blowing and it's just so well pieced together i highly recommend you go watch the video and i like i said promise you're going to be blown away with it with so many people watching and looking up to the try guys as role models i hope this video really inspires others to love themselves just a little more for for who they are the video is simply titled i'm gay eugene lee yang I also recommend watching the behind the scenes video they released as well. Uh, it shows all the production work and prep work that went into this, as well as Eugene breaking down uh, each scene that happens throughout the video. Highly recommend you go check it out. It's absolutely beautiful. There have been many artists known to represent the LGBT community and represent allies throughout music, but I wanted to shine a spotlight on a queer artist I think you should really pay attention to, Orville Peck. Toronto's own mystery country boy has found a way of weaving influences like Dolly Parton and Hank Williams together while keeping his identity a mystery under this large cowboy hat and this like leather fringe covered mask. He's been getting a lot of hype in the music world, and deservedly so. He just released his debut album, Pony, which is incredible. And uh, currently actually just made the long list for the Polaris Music Prize here in Canada. The songs on that album have a real slow, kind of desert type of vibe to them, like riding through the Nevada desert and just stumble across this old rickety saloon with some rather unsavory characters. Now, the way he crafts his songs are so unapologetically him, like the way music should be. Orville Peck isn't scared to talk about his sexuality and his feelings towards men, but it's in such an honest way that it, that kind of becomes more of an afterthought till you really dig into the songs and lyrics and just really realize what he's talking about. He's been in an interview saying that he didn't feel like there was any real queer representation in country music, especially recently, and how fans now will come up to him and thank him, because not only has he given his fans a voice and someone to relate to in country music, but he's also said that he's had fans come up with, come up to him with their parents and just express their gratitude about how they finally have come to a common ground. 
they found something that they can both relate to. And it's through his music that they were able to do that. And that's the true power of music right there. And a man who knows who he is and can do nothing but just write a damn honest country tune. Another well-known artist who's part of the LGBT community, uh, we talked about her a little bit last week. It's Memphis singer-songwriter Julian Baker. If you still haven't listened to any of her music, you really need to change that. Her songs are heartbreaking yet cathartic, haunting pieces of beauty that your ears won't be able to help but enjoy. And Julian Baker is interesting to me because she is also an openly lesbian Christian. Those seem like two very kind of opposing forces, but she's found a way to hold on to her faith, which is very important to her, while still understanding her sexuality in a world where I feel there's still a lot of that push back and forth between religion and sexuality in general. It's something that people aren't really talking about, and, you know, it's it's one way, and, and that's all. Growing up Catholic, I never understood that, how religion is supposed to be this inclusive community, yet we would shun people just from loving someone of the same sex. It makes, it makes no sense to me. But Julian Baker is a fantastic example of an artist who's found her faith, which means a lot to her, while still being who she is and, and not worrying about those two forces colliding. And you can hear that through her songs. Not to say that there hasn't been struggles. You can definitely hear that in some of the songs, her battling it out on different tracks. But in the end, she knows who she is. She's open about it and has made her struggles relatable in her music to across all walks of life. There's so many incredible open artists representing the LGBTQ community from St. Vincent to Lucy Dacus, Frank Ocean, uh, I believe Dev Hines from Blood Orange. Just so many incredible artists bringing so many people together. And that's it, kids. Another episode of the Cup of Joe podcast in the books. Hope you enjoyed. I hope you've been having an incredible pride. Yesterday, it was the Pride Parade here in Toronto. Didn't get the chance to make it this year, sadly, but it's always such an incredible, positive time. So much fun. Have a great week. Keep positive. I love you. And I'll see you next Monday. <laughs>